Hey everybody, Frankie Barnhill here. How are you? Like, really, how are you? To say it's a weird, scary time is an understatement, so I sincerely hope you're doing okay and are staying healthy and sane. If you're a regular listener of Wanna Know Idaho, you know that our goal is to engage with our listeners. Usually, we do that in person. That's not possible right now. But we still are here to answer your questions as best we can, and we know there are a lot of things to wonder about with the coronavirus. We got one question from a listener wanting to know how to help out during a time of social distancing and tight budgets. I'm Michael Kramer Duffield, recent transplant to Idaho, out of work in the restaurant industry due to COVID-19 and wondering how to best help the community with all of this time on my hands. And we thought Mike's question was a good one and that other people might be wondering something similar. Producer Molly Wampler takes it from here. So yeah, Mike's not working right now, and he had already donated some money and is planning on continuing to donate wherever he can. But particularly, Mike was looking for something he could do from the safety of his home. But at the same time... It wouldn't hurt our state of mind to actually get out into the community. So I reached out to someone I thought would know about the organizations hurting from the pandemic and most in need of help. My name is Amy Little, and I am the Chief Executive Officer at the Idaho Nonprofit Center. And our mission is to educate, advocate, and collaborate in support of stronger nonprofits. And so the focus of our work is really how do we help our nonprofits, not only now, but in the future, and how do we help you know, connect the right resources to them for them to serve those that they serve. Right now, Amy says, their job is a lot of helping the state's nonprofits adjust to these new times. She's directly tapped into what nonprofits are working on and what help they need right now. We did a survey last week and asked our nonprofits, what do you need besides money? So the timing of this conversation was perfect because the first thing we all tend to think of is, you know, we need those financial resources to maintain our, our day-to-day operations. So a lot of the things that popped up were things like we need to learn how to leverage virtual volunteers. Amy says that right now, nonprofits and health and human service organizations are really overwhelmed. In normal times, volunteering is pretty straightforward. But recently, organizations have been struggling to find the bandwidth to recruit and train volunteers. If you find an organization that you are really interested in in volunteering for, just tell them what you can do. And usually that's a quicker way for us to to plug folks in because we're so, I will be honest, sometimes just so overwhelmed with our day-to-day, it's hard for us to think through. Mike actually had found an organization he was interested in. I did find one organization called City of Good, and it's a connection of a few local businesses, mostly restaurants, I think. And they, I think, are making low-cost meals uh, for the community, uh, and people can call in to either donate meals or to order uh, meals for themselves. And so they either accept donations or they have a tab for volunteer work. So I was actually going to message them about doing volunteer work. Um, specifically, as I can help in the restaurant industry is where my most recent experience lies. Not only does Mike believe in the mission of City of Good, but it fits his experience. And even though it's not an established nonprofit, It rose up out of a need during the coronavirus crisis as restaurants began closing. Amy says it's awesome that he found City of Good and that he's excited about it. 
but she says you don't necessarily need to have experience with a nonprofit's cause to be helpful. So what are you super good at that you could do from the comfort of your home? And, and how could you help um, you know, organizations with things that you're good at if you're super good with uh, proofreading? I mean, I just actually sent something out this morning. This is just the world that I live in. And I forgot a field in my form and had I had time to properly actually proofread what we were putting together, somebody would have called that out for us. Yeah. Absolutely. And for the record, I actually am a very good proofreader, so feel free to throw some stuff my way. Okay. (laughs) I checked back in with Mike a few days after our call with Amy to see what he was thinking and if he had a game plan. I will uh, contact uh, City of Good and sign up for some volunteer shifts with them. Um, It's kind of going forward uh, at the very least this Saturday, I imagine that will be at least a weekly thing. I contacted Amy after our call and reiterated that I'd be happy to proofread for her. I had also done a quick web search for how to help right now and rattled off some of what I found to Mike in case he wanted more inspiration. Things like reading books to the kids of family members or friends over video call to give their parents some time off or checking in with neighbors through notes or phone calls or starting a COVID diary to supplement the historic record of this time. Meals on Wheels apparently needs more help than ever delivering food to the elderly, and with visitation hours decreased at senior homes, folks are getting lonely. So seeing if those places let you call up and chat with a resident can be a huge help. Other ideas were totally online and can be done from home, like sharing relevant coronavirus news and updates with social media friends, or plugging friends' virtual tip jars to widen the reach. I had to shorten this list for the episode, but we'll put a list of all the ideas I found on our website. Several of these ideas really resonated with Mike, and it sounds like he has more than enough helping out ideas to fill his time. I'll check out some other um, things that you have mentioned here. I like the idea of um, calling up people in senior homes uh, just to kind of check in and chat. Um, So my wife and I could definitely do that together. Meals on Wheels, I'll probably contact them as well, see if uh, I can do any uh, deliveries, donation, anything like that for them. Uh, and then maybe get the ball rolling with Amy, doing some proofreading, see if there's anyone else uh, you know, that she's connected to, either in that organization or elsewhere, that I can do uh, some similar work for. So I think with all of that, I'll probably have my hands uh, largely full. Mike also had some good reflections on what this time means for building community. A lot of people need some kind of help. And the fact that we are all kind of holed up means that we can't put eyes on it. We can't see people struggling, which makes it a lot harder to get a sense of the problem. It's even more important than usual to really, you know, put ourselves out there, connect with people who need help within our communities, within any community. Mike's right. It is different now. And for those of us who are able to help, whether that's with spare time or money, that help is needed. Amy agrees that these are new challenges, but she also wants to make sure that this surge of volunteerism doesn't just drop off once the economy begins to open up. In fact, she's pretty worried about how organizations are going to manage once our world does feel a little more normal. 
the big thing for us is a lot of our organizations relied on our um, retired population for volunteers, but they're largely still going to be, I think, hesitant to step forward once things um, open up a little bit because the risk is still there and there's considered our vulnerable population. So I do know that we will need more physical volunteers in a different age group when, mm -hmm. things, when things change. I also asked Amy about those stimulus checks some of us are getting from the federal government. Isn't this a great time to think about donating what you can from that? She said yes, of course, with a caveat. I work in the nonprofit world, so that's where I would immediately say to put those funds. But don't hesitate to actually think about the ways that you can actually support the economy because it's all, it's all together, right? Um, we all we all work together. It's a big circle. So, um, you know, when our health and human services organizations are helping people who are suddenly find themselves food or housing insecure, you know, if we can um, help stimulate some jobs for them through, you know, supporting some of those local small businesses, that takes some of the reliance off of some of those services. So for me, it's a balance of how can I help stimulate our local economy and how can I help those nonprofits that are on the front lines. So help now if you can, and when it's safe for you to volunteer in person again, don't forget about the causes you care about. Thanks to producer Molly Wampler for getting an answer to Mike's question. This podcast is a production of Boise State Public Radio, which could use your help. You can become a member and support Wanna Know Idaho on our website, boisestatepublicradio.org. While you're there, submit a question to Want to Know Idaho by clicking the podcast tab and check out the full list of ideas for how to help out your community during these difficult times. Our theme music is by Boise Music Project, Up is the Down is the. I'm Frankie Barnhill. Until next time, stay curious, Idaho.